Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is the Cornwall Property Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And uh, again, first timers, thank you ever so much for for giving us your time and your headspace, I suppose. Uh, We're here to inform, educate, inspire you guys to get involved with property with a particular focus on the Cornwall market as and where we can. So um, yeah, thank you very so much. Absolutely. And uh, it's good to be here. And thank you for all the support that all our viewers and listeners uh, give to us. And just remember that you can get in contact with us by going to the CornwallPropertyPodcast.com website. Uh, scroll down on the front page there and there's a message box at the bottom. You get in contact with us that way or simply reach out on social media, as many of you do, uh, as we're all here waiting uh, to answer your questions or help in any way that we can. And most importantly, the housing crisis here in Cornwall. Definitely, definitely. So this is our market update kind of uh, episode, and then we have a, an Ask Dan and James episode following next week. So again, get questions in, and we'll look forward to helping. So without th- further ado, um, with this ever-changing political world we are currently living in... Storm. St- it is crazy, crazy, crazy time. I think James is actually going to go for Prime Minister at the moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, at the time of recording this, we do not know who the new Prime Minister is, but at the time of you listening to it, no doubt you will. So uh, again... So much changing, such a speed. So everything we're telling you now, hopefully, is still um, is still in date by the time you guys get to hear this on Sunday. But uh, again, as we speak, what I want to focus on is uh, the new, well, the current. I wonder <laughs> if he's going to be still in um, the, the current Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. Um, he has obviously come out and spoken about what and if there are changes and he's reversed many of the the issues that we raised previously in a couple of episodes ago with the the little mini budget that were was were <laughs> gone down a storm um but yeah they've reversed many tax cuts that they mentioned in the uh, in the budget from the 23rd of September but the one thing that I wanted to bring out of this is that something that will remain in place and that is the stamp duty changes. So that's a real positive, I feel, of the property market. Important. Very, very much so. So what can we get from this? Obviously, we know we're in a bit of a turmoil, a bit of a, um, a crazy time in the world, but they are trying to, if not in the future, but for the very current time, um, trying to stabilise the property market and keep it stable. And it is helping. It is helping. So uh, what I wanted to cover here is just to remind everyone that there are stamp duty cuts at the minute. Um, and just to remind you what those entail, they reduce stamp duty bills for home, home movers in England and Northern Ireland um, by up to £2,500. Um, that's kind of like the, the, the standard kind of reduction there. And up to £11,250 for, uh, for first-time buyers. So two-thirds of homes... So that's about 66% in England are now exempt from paying stamp duty. So it's a, it's a great, great help. It is a massive, massive help. Is it going to be enough? We'll see. But I'd rather have that than nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know a lot of people give a lot of stick, but hey, look, we're getting some support in that property market. Uh, I think we just have to take it where we can because it's not often you do get that kind of support, um, obviously through COVID, etc. but previously not so much. So how much stamp duty will you have to pay? That's normally a question that we're asked, or how much do I have to pay? So just wanted to just summarise it really for you. Home buyers will now start paying stamp duty on homes priced at or above £250,000. So previously, stamp duty was payable on a home um, priced above £125,000. So they've essentially doubled that. So it's you do not pay stamp duty unless you're buying a property for £250,000 or more. Now, first-time buyers won't pay any stamp duty on a home priced below £425,000. So it's, again, there's a little help there for first-time buyers. Get yourself on the ladder. It's an extra kind of just... 
tax cut, essentially. That's what it is, because it is that um, stamp duty land tax is a tax. It is a little kind of like you don't see it. You don't know why you spend it, but it's just something you just got to add on to that purchase cost. So it is a help. Um, so I just want to get that one out there, really. It's just people have asked us a couple of times this week, is that still happening? Where? How much have we got to pay? Well, hopefully that clears that up for you. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's one of the, you know, it's up there with the biggest costs when buying a property, isn't it? First, you need your deposit, which in many cases is 10, 15% if you're a first-time buyer, and then your stamp duty as well, because that can quite easily creep up, you know, between five and £10,000 on the average price Sorry. of a house. So uh, if you don't have to, you know, put up that money, and as you say, you don't really know where it goes, you don't really see much return on it, at least, you know, with your deposit, your house you're kind of knocking that off the bill aren't you it's exactly. you're actually just putting it into a savings account which is the property itself and the equity but yeah that would definitely be a big big incentive for first-time buyers and i hope it stays in for a while because you know i just don't think people with the cost of living at the moment are going to be able to you know save a deposit which is a lot of money anyway uh to have much you know, disposable income left after all the bills have gone let alone having that um, stamp duty as well. So it's good. That is one definitely, good thing at the moment. Definitely. Very well said. Yeah, definitely so. Um, and then the next article I just uh, wanted to touch on is, I won't go into all of it, um, <laughs> but if you do want to find out any more on the things that we're talking about, we've obviously, in the show notes, if you scroll down to the show notes, we've got links to all of the articles that we're uh, mentioning and referencing here, so you can have a little look in more detail. But very, very quick and simply, we just wanted to share a few ways that you could lower your energy bills. Now, this is a big issue. People are really worried about it. Some of these might sound quite simple, but people just don't still act on it. Um, we've got tenants that are asking constantly that, oh, how can I help with the bills? So, look, these, we, so we're sharing as much information, as much assistance as we possibly can. But just again, there's nine ways here. I'm going to go through five of them, but you can you can see the rest of them if you go onto the links in the show notes. So very quickly, be conscious of, uh, of cleaning your clothes believe it or not. That was a top one on this article. When cleaning your clothes, the best way is to try to do it as um, fewer washes as possible. So try to fill up a little bit more on the old washing machine. Simple way, avoid the tumble dryer. We've got tenants that have tumble dryers. They don't really appreciate how much more energy they use. So they're asking, quite get the bills in this place. Like, how often are you using your tumble dryer? We'll use it probably most days. So that is a big, big issue uh, for your um, for your costs. So again, tumble dryers use a shocking amount of energy. They cost upwards of like £300 a year, run on like a twice a week basis. So if they're using them every other day, that that's a massive, massive amount of energy you're using there. So obviously... Put maybe put it on an extra spin on the on the washing machine again. Just limit how much you're trying to use your tumble dryer where you possibly can. Don't need things on standby. But that's an interesting one. I know I'm a criminal for this one. I I we leave our TV on standby. I leave a lot yeah, of things I'm on standby. This is something that switching off your devices completely is a much better way of um, than leaving them on standby. So when you leave a device on standby, it means that it's using energy, um, some energy. However, it's not as much of a problem as it used to be because energy gurus apparently said in this article that you can save roughly forty to sixty pound annually by actually avoiding leaving your devices on. Since 2013, the law has actually been in place that standby devices, so devices on standby, can't use more than 0.5 watts. So essentially, if you can, <clears throat> switch devices off. I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a heckler for a stickler, should I say, for, for leaving things on standby. So again, that's somewhere you can All save. All adds up, doesn't it? Of course it does, yeah. And again, thermostats simply, like, do you need it? Like some of them, some people are, are setting the thermostats to 22 degrees. Do you need it at 22 degrees? What if you dropped it to 20, 21? It's still pretty comfortable, isn't it, at those sort mm. of levels? But just dropping it a few degrees is could save you quite a considerable amount over Big the long time. haul. Um and also another little addition is actually, and I'll stop on this last one, is um, using thermostats on the rads. So if you haven't got thermostatic ra- radiators and there's they're basically when your heating's on, they're on. When they're not, they're not. If you could just get some uh, TRV valves, so the thermostatic valves potentially added to your rads, you can then actually turn them down slightly. So 
they're not pumping out energy and heating all of the time they're on. It could just trickle some rooms you might not want the heating on or need the heating on so much. So it just means that you're kind of having a little bit more control on how much energy you are using here and there. Now, again, apologies, some of these might sound quite dull and mundane. They don't mean to be, but believe it or not, people still do not follow all of these. And there's, there's a few more. Um, I'm not going to go through those now. But yeah, just wanted to bring your, bring these up and share them with you really i think it's a time where people do want to you know save that money but for me it's sort of a golden rule anything in the house if it's related to heat uh you know electric radiators if you've got them in your house you know just turning those down by that little bit of degree mm. like you said i'm i'll be honest i'm a nightmare for i do like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee when i boil the kettle for me i just fill the kettle right up why do i need to have you see the markers on there it's got like mm. this this suffice for six cups of coffee it's only me have you been speaking to my wife uh possibly because uh, uh, she 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 yeah, collared me the other day, just had a right go at me because that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, just need... Uh, and Why are you filling up for four cups? It's only you having one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. And yeah, I think true. you only start to... Re- not, I know everyone's playing catch-up with the smart meters at the moment, but if your smart meter is anywhere near the kettle or the tumble dryer, try turning everything else off and just do your tumble dryer. You know, I think it was about 4p the other day when I did that um, a full set uh, of six cups of hot water. Like, 4p is quite a lot when I only needed well, for like 30 one. seconds, yeah. Instead of, like, half p, yeah. So it adds up. Yeah, it's a good point, Dan. Yeah, that's it. No, so again, article, you can get the show links to the show notes. On the show notes, you can get the link to the article. James, what you got for us? Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, articles that I found on mortgagestrategy.com. Often I get my information from there because it's quite up to date with the financial stuff. But a couple of headlines I've gotten a few facts and figures. First headline was rising cost of living a concern for potential borrowers. As the cost of living crisis hits the housing market, almost two in three, 63% of UK adults fear the economic downturn could hurt their chances of getting a mortgage within the next 12 months. And this is according to data from Together Home Loans. Of those questioned, 33% had never applied for a mortgage uh, with issues such as saving for a deposit. We were just talking about deposits earlier on, like people just think we're never going to be able to save that deposit. And 32% uh, concerns about affording the actual monthly payments. Like there's no point in us even buying a house just because we're never in a million years going to be able to keep up with those um, you know, monthly payments. And 17% named as key roadblocks to uh, ownership, particularly in the current um uh, environment with with mortgages people are just feeling like is it really even worth buying a house at the moment because okay we might have our deposit but we're just never going to be able to afford to uh, you know run the house let alone pay the, the mortgage payments um the article went on also to say almost one in three said that they were looking to fix their mortgage payments for longer to cope with these pressures. So if you've already got a mortgage, literally just going to get something fixed and just sit on it. Meanwhile, 16% they were thinking of shopping around for a better mortgage deal. 14% were considering downsizing to free up cash. And this frightening bit here, 9% said that they would even consider selling up to entirely make ends meet and go back to renting. Wow, uh, which I think yeah, is quite quite shocking uh, with the the cost of running a house at the moment, you know. And uh, I think, as you said, just regarding to you know energy, like every penny counts at the moment, like because it's expensive to live. Any thoughts on that, Dan? Of course, it's no. Again, it is it, uh, budgeting is the key. I think budgeting very very well. I'm, I'm a big advocate of a spreadsheet. Um, for much James loves it. Um, I love a spreadsheet. I love tracking what I don't love tracking. I like to see what. I'm paying for and how often I'm paying for it. So I, could, I know what I've got at the end of the month. And I think that is just so, so key for so many people to know what your buffer is. What is that buffer? Um, 
because uh, and and obviously making these little changes where you can do any little saves everywhere possible um i think it's just so so important little thing yeah, to make some money just find something we've been doing we've been using vintage quite a lot recently in terms of any any kind of items that we've got in the house we don't use we're like oh, have we used that in a while no well, just... vintage has been like brilliant we, um my wife's been there just just selling things on vintage that we don't need anymore and we've, i think she built up an, a, an account of like 500 600 pounds just from selling it's stuff brilliant. we don't so use popular. in the house so again that is a big help for, for game those. changer it's technically a boot sale that's not dependent exactly, on the yeah. weather it's not it, is, it takes a lot of work and she's done a lot of hard, hard put a lot of effort into that but at the same time it's, it's something you you've got that everyone could do that there's yeah. bound to be things in your property in your house that you don't use or don't necessarily need that you could just sell it for a few you few few pounds instead of just sat there it, everything helps and i think it's just so so important there's a budget get your numbers in fat and then try and save where you possibly can. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think it's really... Back down the hatches. Yeah, absolutely. And it is worth just exactly knowing where your money mm. is going. Like literally put it onto it. It doesn't even have to be a spreadsheet. Just write it down. Look, bring up your bank statement online and go through every single overhead, uh, you know, that is going For the last going two, three there. months. Yeah, so you know I'm a nightmare for, yeah. for things like coffee on the run, but I don't think about that unless I did it the other day and actually worked out, you know, looking at maybe £30 per calendar month just on, you know, coffee. Starbucks, you know, just on the run, you know, we're busy people, but you know, what's that harm for 10 minutes extra? Fill out the kettle halfway, <laughs> but you know, do a flask of coffee. It does save, you know, and we are in those times now where we need to watch the pennies. Yes, damn right. Absolutely. Uh, one other article I found also from Revolution Brokers. The headline was Home ownership still cheaper than renting. Mm. I quote, at the moment. Owning a home remains less expensive than renting despite rising mortgage costs, according to Revolution Brokers. The phone-based whole-of-market mortgage broker looked at the cost of bu- the cost of buying, taking into account full mortgage repayments and an interest-only plan, and with all of this compared this to the average private sector of rent, which was £1,143 a month. A home buyer opting for a three and two year fixed rate product would face a monthly repayment of 1075 and 1098 re- retrospectively. This means that when repaying a mortgage in full, it still comes in a more affordable you know, option as opposed to, you know, spending 1143 on the average rent. So at the moment, people are saying, you know, it's still quite good to buy the house if you can, but people are very worried. And the article goes on to explain where are we going to be in 12 months time with the rise in, you know, mortgage costs? Will it switch the other way? But we all know rental, the, the rental sector has gone up, hasn't it, Dan? And that's what, we, and that's what the, the frustrating thing is, is we're saying that owning a home, your repayments will be cheaper than your renting. But you can't get to that benefit, that that good position, because the entry level of getting there is just so difficult. So with that reduced stamp duty, yep. obviously they're helping to lower the entry levels ever so slightly, but still it's just getting there, isn't it? And with these energy, um, these increases in cost of living prices and energy, just just general living, um, fuel prices, etc., it just makes that leap so so much harder for people. But uh, again. One thing, I, I hate, this sounds quite negative, and this is what I hate the media for, because these are obviously articles in the media. They're, they're all kind of negative kind of uh, messages. I suppose the stamp juice is a good positive one. But um, there's going to be opportunities, guys. And I think that's one thing to really take from this. There's, there are mm. going to be opportunities here for you if you are a first-time buyer. There will be opportunities. Again, you've got stamp duty. You haven't necessarily got to worry about as much, or, um, depending on what kind of entry level you're going in at. But there might be a chance to get yourself a good deal, Um in the new year or, or now perhaps because people are concerned people are worried but at the same time 
you don't if they're not being forced to do things, then they don't have to. If they're not being forced out of their house, then brilliant. And but if they're making a decision they want to sell the house, then there might be an opportunity. There's so much uncertainty in the market. Obviously, you hopefully if you're a regular listener, you can hear that we have we have confidence in the market. When you actually do the research, it sounds like we're actually back into like a normal market. But we just had a couple of mad crazy off record sort of years of growth um, and we've still had a quite a lot of growth this year we're only like eight nine percent growth already this year Absolutely. But people are still worried because it's starting to slow down but it's only started to slow down when you're comparing it to the covid times and the, and the last year or two when you actually start comparing it to the normal times before covid before. 2019 etc we're actually starting to get to the levels of the market like pricing and the drops in price reduction um, price reductions and things like that it's back to a normal type of market which means which is why we're not so concerned obviously the things that are changing are the interest rates and things like that but, but again but if you start looking at the property cycle which we drum on about constantly i don't think the drop's going to happen in maybe two three two, two three years time I, I, that's where i kind of i'm I second Put that. my marker in the sand. Um, Everybody says different things, but it's, yeah, uh, and you know, I, I feel, especially here in Cornwall, it, it's just quite separate from the rest of the country with performance in the last year. Uh, and I, I just, they're still, talking to the agents, this is black and white, the, the, the demand is still strong. Uh, and again, there's still not enough stock uh, to uh, supply, uh, you know, the demand. Mm. So, you know, that says something that's going to hold its price, I think, until we start seeing less of a demand. But I can't see that happening anytime soon. So, yeah. But so, guys, in short, keep positive, do your numbers, know what your outgoings are, and uh, and just keep looking at the market, keep watching, keep and, and hopefully get involved. Like we're, we're, we're purchasing two properties this month ourselves. Um, we're still involved. We're still we're still putting our money where our mouth is, essentially. We're um, we're investing. We're confident. We do our numbers. We do our homework. We're, we're making sure it's very safe. And um, I don't think there's anything more you can do. Absolutely. Right. So this is now uh, the part of the show. We're going to pick you out two opportunities. Obviously, with the housing crisis, there are not enough homes on the market and uh, available for private rental or or purchasing. So what we are trying to do is try and highlight to yourselves opportunities whereby you could obviously make yourself some money and also bring some properties to the market for, uh, for local people. So if you are watching on YouTube, you can visually see the properties that we're picking. I, Dan, uh, I pick a commercial property each other uh, each fortnight and James picks a residential. Yep. So again, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening on all the <laughs> device, you can go on the show notes and you'll see the links to the properties um, on there. So those that can see or you're listening, I have picked Victoria Place in St. Austell, currently marketed by Maywetter and Grows. And uh, this is an interesting one. It is a beautiful old building, but it's already got planning. And it's been empty for quite some time. Uh, I, I, I know the building fairly well. It's uh, one of our favourites. James, it's a grade two listed building. Surprise, which seems surprise. to be a typical <laughs> trend for us at the moment. We we seem to keep buying grade two listed buildings. But um, again, what, a little bit of fact about this one. Seven one-bedroom flats plus studios in a town centre location. Again, there's some, some great opportunities. It's a good location, as I say. And if you start looking through the photos, you can see it's right opposite the church in St. Austell as well. So you've got your wake up call ready with the church bell. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity. Planning planning is the key. That was always the kind of the worry, but make sure you look at the plans, check the conditions, get your, get your pricing right. But I think it's quite an attractive price. <clears throat> Very much so. It's been on a little while. As you can see, some scope for some really, really good works. It's already been kind of essentially ripped out. And uh, 
this could be a good opportunity here to bring seven seven homes homes Bang. to the market. Yeah, and don't be too afraid of uh, grey too. I know a lot of people sort of you know harp on about oh don't go near it, but you know they, they are buildings. They are empty. Uh, they were once houses, <laughs> once upon mm. a time, and you just get the right consultants in place and uh, yeah, see what you can create in there. And no, it's just a different animal, isn't it? Exactly. I think the only the, the benefit of this grade two listed building is if, if you're viewing this now or if you haven't seen it, there's not a lot of features left in this place. Uh, there's no real uh, decorative features at all. Um, bay windows, <clears throat> skirts, but the, 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 yeah, there's no decorative uh, cornice or, or um, light feet, fittings or anything like that. So I don't, think it's, I don't think it looks like there's going to be too much to really worry about in that instance. But yeah, great opportunity. Seven apartments are available. Quite a nice entry level at £325,000 planning in place already. Nice, very nice. Uh, I have the residential property of the week, uh, which is a five-bed property on Stanways Road in St. Colin Major, not too far from Newquay in a TR7 postcode. It's currently on the market with Miller Countrywide uh, at a guide price of 270000 This is a hot property uh, for redevelopment, and it's so hot that it actually has its own sauna, if you have a look at some of the details for the viewers that are looking. But yeah, this is textbook, old property, uh, not great listed but it needs a full renovation so definitely value to be added and uh yeah it's a decent size it's got a rear garden it's in a popular location uh, and it just screams out to me this would make a really good large family home mm. what do you think dan yeah see, i like it see the sauna it looks like the kitchen's a sauna it's just <laughs> it's, uh, it's very scandinavian with all the cladding there's timber cladding everywhere in here um very mahogany um throughout actually very dated it, this needs some real loving. Um, but yeah, great opportunity. Great opportunity. 270 sounds quite accessible price-wise as well. Uh, again, do your figures, do your numbers, look at what pe- things are selling for uh, in the area, refurbished, and uh, you get a good idea what your end value will be. But definitely some scope. Lovely large garden, isn't it? Absolutely. Chain-free. Could be a nice and easy sale. And um, looking at some of the other um, sale prices on that road, there's definitely value to be added uh, mm. for sure. So it's already lo- into the loft as well. Yeah, master bedroom on the top floor maximize space mm. already it just needs some real love you know it's a full renovation but nothing structural it's just uh yeah cosmetic really again investment wise it could be potentially a a shared house as well um absolutely it could lend itself quite nicely to a shared house you could house five or six people uh, as a hmo obviously depending on getting, getting licensing and things like that but again I'm, I'm just looking here at this floor plan the kitchen could be opened up and uh, made like an l shape really nice l-shaped kitchen living area down there you've then got potentially a couple of bedrooms on the ground floor couple well two to three on the on the middle floor and uh, another up top so again number of opportunities as an investment you could house maybe five six people in here as a hmo or you can have it as a beautiful family house again real good opportunity there absolutely like it epc rating of a d so by looking at you know this scale of renovation, there'd be easy opportunity mm. to uh, increase that to a C, no doubt. Uh, and it is uh, it doesn't actually say on here being gas uh, central heating. I was just looking for that. But, but, but the heater in the lounge is a gas heater mm. for sure. Um, and I know that road has got gas. So yeah, I think it's great, great opportunity there for someone who wants to get stuck in. For sure, no, brilliant. Well, guys, if you need to want to doing any more inquiries, Miller Countrywide are the agents for that particular property. So guys, thank you so much for your time. That's the end of today 
today's podcast. And uh, again, any questions, please do get in touch. But thank you ever so much for joining us once more. Yep. And just remember, you can get in contact with us with going to CornwallPropertyPodcast.com. Go onto our front page, scroll down there and drop us a message or hook us up on the uh, social media platforms we use, such as Facebook. But uh, thank you very much. And that's bye from me. Bye from me.